Hey, openers! Hey! hey. It's Marco's birthday! Hey. Episode 13, lucky 13. Uh, no. Unlucky 13. Right, it? 13. It's episode, season 2, episode 13. But we have 44 episode you guys we are six away from 50 yes that is such a blessing and i just want to say you um openers thank you all so much um i don't know for me y'all see me out and i appreciate sure said people come speak to us mm-hmm. we are nice people we will take pictures you know don't get too personal you know be respectful <laughs> but um like i enjoy seeing y'all out for real like i saw a couple people at the fun spot at um what's uh one that place called Virgils and Bulldogs and it's just really really nice. So um, thank y'all for doing it. But we have our first donation from a special opener. So I just want to say thank you, doll baby. Her name is Kita. She said I can say it. I emailed. I said, can I just say something? Cause you so you know. Thank you. So Kita, shout out to you for just doing that. And we just love you here. But. Welcome to the show podcast. We have an open and honest conversation about everything from A to Z as we talk as it pertains to the LGBTQ community and beyond. I'm your host, Rodney, and you can follow me at I am Rodney Wash on IG. <laughs> I'm Marco the Prince, and you can follow me at Marco the Prince on IG. <laughs> I'm Shazam. You can follow me at underscore kid and play underscore. And I am Solomon E. Stretch. Stretch. You can follow me on IG at Solomon E. Stretch. Yeah, so yeah, that's how you can do that. And um, forgot the collection plate again. So this is a collection plate. You know, just put little dollars the in Lord there. The Lord is not pleased with this the collection plate. The Lord is plate. very pleased. He don't want Hallelujah. to see it. Well, technically, this is champagne, so it's wine. <laughs> he made so he wine. water into wine. And he paved the way, baby. No, the whiskey is a different story, <laughs> but... It's a celebration. It's yeah, a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I turned over a new leaf this morning. <laughs> or did you get turned over this morning? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, you know, like give us donation, you guys, and you know, just give us five star ratings. We are five star bitches, and we deserve five stars. And you know, like y'all have really been looking out for us. We want to say thank you for that. And how you can donate, you can click on our website at uplushpodcast.com. Or in whatever description box, description box you list us on, you can click the donate button. And so I want to tell you what to do, you know, for more stuff. Damn, girl. Take it over. <laughs> and so, um, yes, we do appreciate all of you openers. And um, we imp- we ap- definitely appreciate, I'm not fucking up, I <laughs> We definitely appreciate the DMs. However... We definitely would appreciate it if you like, comment, and subscribe on our YouTube channel. Uh, when you are on our YouTube channel, you are having an opportunity to fully engage and be interactive with the page and with us as a podcast. Um, and if you are looking to join us and be a guest on our show, that would be the perfect opportunity to tell us what you think. Hey, and I'm here for it. Yes. All right, let's get this thing started. Marco, how was your week? Uh, how's your week? How is your week going? My week has been going good. I've been off since Thursday. Oof. I feel like I've been drunk since then. Um, but I've been good. I've been doing a lot of reflecting. Um, <laughs> um, no, but for real, so this morning I woke up, I went on a hike. And then um, after that, I got a massage. So I feel like I'm in like my... What type of massage? Like you went to massage your business. Professional or personal. Right, right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> he it said, was it's personal. my birthday, bitch. Was the, was the in happy or sad? Mm, it was happy. Oh, Lord. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I, no, I'm just in like this new era as I was telling uh, Solomon. Like, I just feel like relaxed, refreshed, and just like... The next big one is not until like forty, so I don't know. This is your thirtieth birthday? Thirty fifth. Oh, okay. Well, I, I consider thirty five like a stone because after that is forty, fifty, sixty, or whatever the case may be. You know what's so funny? They say really the over the hump should be thirty five because mm-hmm. a life expectancy for a male is seventy and we celebrate at fifty and very few men see a hundred. Mm. And I'm like, wow, that is so true. Like a lot of men don't let it be a hundred. They die like in their... I know that's saying right. Let me not say that. <laughs> yeah, but happy... 
No, I ain't gonna say the either. <laughs> Happy birthday! <laughs> if Thank I cut you. your life short, please <laughs> don't. No, the Lord is still working on me, child. <laughs> Shazan, how was your week? It was good. It was relaxing. Um, y'all probably know this, but I don't like to get dressed. I like to wear mm. athletic clothes. That's mm. my thing. And I had to get dressed three times this weekend. Three? Yes. And I told my friends, don't invite me else to shit else. Where did you go? I went to a birthday party and we had to wear a cocktail attire. Oh. Then I went to Sunday Fun Day. It was just a lot. And I like to be in Nikes and like... Slides. Not, no draws with my sweatpants. Okay. Like, that's how I want to be at home. Did yeah, you go to Virgil's? No I did not go to Virgil's. Where y'all went for Sunday Fun Day? Sunday Fun Day, we went to Colony Square. Oh, that's lit. They have, gay, they have a gay? DJ, baby. The, no, it's, and it's, a, uh, it's fun. On uh, 14th Street? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right It's in like right town. there. Where, yeah, if you go to Colony Square, they have a DJ. She was playing like Brandy, Jasmine Sullivan. Then she took it to like a little bit of like Miley Cyrus. Like it was really cute. So it was a mixed crowd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it's more black because it's Atlanta. But it was it was, it was great. Okay. Got to find me a man. Uh, yeah. you, you might not you find mean, a man there, but... Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. It's not giving that. Yeah. But it was fun. Okay, well, we're going there. Solomon, <laughs> how was your week? <laughs> um, it's been interesting. It's been some ups and downs. However, I went to the Erica Badu concert. Ooh. I see. Oh, was it everything? God, it was everything. I'm um, shocked that you said that. I've heard mixed reviews. I've heard people say they left. Left. I don't know anything about that. But when I tell you, State Farm Arena was packed they out. Was leaving. And let's see what else. Um, I was surprised because she did a roll call. So she was like, where are my 60 babies, 70 babies, 80 babies, 90s and 2000s? And when I tell you the stadium erupted when she said 90s and 2000s. Mm. That's so dope. And I was like, I wasn't expecting that. Is Erica Badu Auntie AJ? Do we call her Auntie yeah. Erica yet? Yeah. She, well, she probably in her she's 40s. 56. Yeah. She's, 56? She, she's 56. She, she looks, looks damn good. And the booty don't lie. The booty don't mm-hmm. lie. Let me look at her. Booty so big. Do y'all remember when she performed Lord, with Kendrick Lamar? Have mercy. And she had on them <laughs> tiny little jeans and she had on the hat and she did Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe? Yeah. Yes. She walked away. She's 52. But mama mm. looked good. She looks so good. I like to go on Housewives. Erica Badu on Housewives? I think Atlanta? that'd be good. Girl, she would put with a whole on new cast. Oh, what a yeah, definitely. I literally tweeted about cast. that today. They need to get rid of all them girls. Give them new cast. Tell them. Yeah, they know. Rodney, how was your week? Catch us up, boo. Catch us up, quad. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, I would go home to say goodbye to my brother. He's still here. Um, but like he has made a decision to go on, you know, whatever he had to go on, what's best for him. Um I was sad at first, but then I found comfort knowing that you have when you know you're about to transition on to the next whatever is out there for you. For you, you have the chance to make peace with people and make peace with God versus someone who just died unexpectedly. And as you know, like, so I'm just trying to find the positive about it. And like, mm-hmm. we all came and just loved on him. And he was just so happy to see the family together. And it just really made me happy that he was happy. And I'm I'm okay that I know that he's okay with what's happening. He's not, not saying he wants to go, but he's at peace. And that, help, mm-hmm. that helps me with the grieving process and won't go away. But like I went home knowing that my brother made peace mm-hmm. and I can appreciate that. So yeah. And I'm okay. I thought I was going to be everywhere today. Um, but prayers work for people who have been praying for me. And like, every time I want to get sad, it's like joy that fills my heart knowing that my grandmother's over there. My papa's over there. He has, he's going to be in good company. Mm-hmm. So like who want to see grandma again? So I'm kind of jealous. But. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Grandma. Grandma Win. That's why I miss my Grandma. Grandma too, saying that's where I'm getting it from. <laughs> she on the glory, girl. Win it. Solomon. What? He went. No more. Oh, no more champagne bad. for you, birthday boy. <laughs> it's you, sir. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> my bad, y'all. All right, y'all. So before we get into these streets, you know we gotta uh, show love to our sponsors again. Thank you, Kita. What's her name? The um, young lady? Kita. Kita, yeah, okay. Thank you, Kita, for the sponsorship. And also, if you haven't heard, this is your time to hit the link in the bio. Apple is our official sponsor for Open Relationship Podcast. They're giving you one month of Apple TV or Apple Music. So make sure you support us, and it's all appreciated. Thank you all. So, look. 
So now that we are in the streets, um, as mentioned before, um, I woke up feeling like very relaxed, um, refreshed, and I did a lot of reflecting, did a lot of writing. Um, so I just want to have a conversation. We're five months up until 2024 and see how everybody's <laughs> mental is, uh, how's, how's everything going, and just like, you know, just talk it out for a second. Because that's what I've been going through. So, um, ugh. Lord. Overall, I'm good. If I had to grade myself between a one and a ten, it'd probably be like a seven and a half. Um, not the best, not the worst, but you know, there's always room for improvement. Um, just reflecting over the year of 34 of where I was last year and um, not being in a good space mentally um, or emotionally, but seeing myself coming out of that um, that stage in life. So I'm happy, like, I'm just happy to see 35. How y'all feeling? Ooh, um, from 1 through 10, I do that first. I'm at a 7. Um, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm doing um, better in certain other areas of my life, but overall I'm okay. Um, this has just been a trying year for me, like mm-hmm. just with the job and with everything, life going on. So I'm just trying to keep a positive outlook. It could be worse, you know. So I'll try to do what with me because somebody I'm walking, somebody might be wanting to walk, you know. Mm-hmm. So I just try to, you know, keep positive. But I'm okay, and I think that's good to be okay. Yes. Solomon? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> um... Let me scale it. Um, so I'm, I would give it about a seven as well. Um, this has been. I'm. I think I'm. I don't want to say. That, I think I'm in this this stage or this space this space where I think I'm I'm living the stuff that I dreamed of uh-huh. and. Is absolutely great. It's it's amazing. Like yourself, um, I am better in some um, areas as opposed to others. And I am, have been overwhelmed. And I think my typical MO is to push through. And I'm, I think this is the first year probably, that I'm acknowledging that I've been pushing through for a long time. Um. And I think I've been building up to this this place. Um, and I'm not saying that overwhelmed is a bad thing. I'm just saying mm-hmm. that when you grow into spaces, sometimes you have to leave things and sometimes mm-hmm. you have to adopt new things. Mm-hmm. And it's just a lot of decision making. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of discomfort a lot of dis-ease, but it's still good. Okay. Yeah. I would say prior to July, I would have probably been like an eight or a nine. Like, mm-hmm. life is good. Life is good. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> July, to be honest, just really beat me down. Mm-hmm. July was hard. And I always tell my friends, like, yo, I don't have bad days. Like, truly, my good days outweigh my bad days. Like, I don't be having... I have, like, moments where I'd be like, oh, my God, but it's like... It's not that deep. Like like you said, like somebody else is having it way worse. So July really just was like gut punch after gut punch after gut punch. And yesterday I was just like, July can be over at any time. But I would say I'm still going to rank it at an eight. Mm-hmm. Like bad things happen, but you go through it. You know, like the good thing is that you go through it. You don't get stuck in the middle. Like right. You go through. You yeah, don't have the side eventually. And I think that's the... I think that's a, a good conversation to have because overall things are good. Mm-hmm. Life is good. Yeah. And at the same time, good can be a handful. It can. Ooh. It can. Baby, heavy is the head that holds the crown. Okay. <laughs> yes. Don't let your crown slip off. And so, you know, I, I do this thing where I check in with my friends and you guys probably get my text messages from time to time. I'm like, hey, are you good? Like, mm-hmm. um, and... It's 
you just have to check on people. You do. Like, we see each other at least once a week. We're talking every fucking day. (laughs) And still, you know, we still have our individual lives. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, sometimes I'll look at a picture and be like, "Hmm, are you really good? And so I just have to check because I have that that curiosity. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you say yes, then I'm satisfied. If you say no, then, hey, let's talk about it. Um, But, yeah. So also, I want to uh, also ask you guys a question too. So y'all know I've been binging Insecure lately. Uh, so they play questions in a hat. Mm. <laughs> um, so Issa asks the girls um, if you can have one do over in life, what <sighs> would be that one do over? Mm. Jesus, I have and like so many. I've, I've seen Insecure over and over and over. I was like, but I don't know what it was today that that question stuck out. Um, and what I thought about, so before I moved to New York, I lived in Florida. I always think about the time where this man swept me off my feet and we moved to New York together. I always think about what if I would have said no? Like, and just went along with my plan mm-hmm. for some for some reason that 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 moment, that space, that vulnerability of just saying yes, sometimes it don't sit right with me, but then I'm just like, damn, like what if I would have said no mm. so that would that would be mine my would be my college choice. I would have chosen to leave Mississippi and go to like the college I wanted to go to mm-hmm. which either was FAMU Morehouse Artist College in um, California but I was scared to leave my family and I always wondered like what if I would have done it you know like how life would have been it's like cause moving to Cali from Mississippi that would have been like mm-hmm. a a big change <laughs> for me and mm-hmm. I was like what if I just would have left and said okay family <laughs> Bye. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm about to go live my best life. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely go to Cali. I'll mine, go to Cali. Mine would be the same. So, um, I would have gone to the Air Force Academy. Really? Yeah. I got a um, an invitation to go to the Air Force Academy. And I turned it down to go to a university that was closer to home, but still far enough. Um, out of fear and I think my life would have been a lot well I don't know um, I think my life would have been different I, but that has, that has always been a what if I don't know <laughs> I really don't I, this, I actually hate this question oh, because okay. I'm always like no like I did everything where I'm, suppo- like, I'm, where I'm supposed to be you know like what if like mm-hmm. to me that's just like okay I didn't do it but I don't like. I don't really. I don't think I have one. But mm. but I don't think it's a question like, do you have regrets? But it's just like, if you could do it over, there's not nothing that really passes my mind that makes me be like, I would redo it and do it different. Really, mm-hmm. I am very much so. I think about a lot of shit before I do it. Like I am. I can see. That. I literally like really right. contemplate things <laughs> like. <laughs> Before I bought my car, I literally called my parents for like two months straight. Like, I want to look to this car. I want to look to this car. I want to look to this car. And when the car was still there two months later, I was like, okay, let me go get it. Like, I'm very, I'm very strategic with my movements. So a lot of times I don't, I just don't want to ever be in a situation where I'm thinking like, if I would have. Now there have been some rash decisions I'd be, I'd be like, oh, I'm going to do it. Like no matter what. But then most of the time, if it's something big, like major, I think about it really, really, really long before I do it. Hmm. I love that. I need to get better at that. I'm going to be so impulsive. I'm like, eh? <laughs> like snatch. Let's go. <laughs> USM it is. <laughs> hi, girls. I'm here. <laughs> Not hi, girls. I'm here. Okay. <laughs> Hello, pulled up. All right. That's what I have for the streets. Um, and yeah, that was just on my heart. I just felt like um, every year around my birthday, I do a lot of reflecting. Um, it's the seventh month of the year, so... I know you was like, damn, like five months left until like the new year, That's but okay. like it's, it's happening. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. happening. So well, get older. before we move on to your topic, Eric, I mean Shazam, Shazam, <laughs> yeah, Shazam. Uh, you're gonna catch a lawsuit. 
I have to send you a season to see. <laughs> Look, I'm like, oh, girl. But no, but I really want to talk about the girl who went missing in Alabama real quick. Mm-hmm. And it's not really what happened. It's somehow disgusting the comments was when it was pertaining to people saying, I wasted my prayer. I don't know what happened. And that was so nasty for you to call yourself a Christian and you say that's what they say, child. And look, I I can't put you in heaven or hell. They say they Christians. (laughs) But I read it. I I cried. Mm -hmm. Because, like, imagine you reading that stuff like you wasn't there when whatever happened happened. That's her whatever reason to share or not share. But like, first you praying for me. Oh my God, God, please find this girl. She's found. And now y'all mad because they won't report what happened. And the investigation is still ongoing. Ongoing. So. I'm like, y'all, people, y'all bitches are dumb. Like, I, and I don't want to cuss, but like, if they can't tip off the people. Like they don't understand it. Like it, like it hurts my feelings. Like imagine you being a parent and you go to shave room, say, "Oh my God, thank y'all so much for doing it." Then you go and recome. It's like, well, I don't wasted my prayer. She just stayed abducted. I said, I think I'm gonna say this. Please don't beat me up, y'all. I wish that the parents would have stayed quiet. Mm-hmm. The parents recently got on some new show and they made statements and. If you know anything about being interviewed, being on the news, they're going to ask you questions that they want answers to. And they asked them a lot of questions. And the mom was like, we can't talk about that. When when we're ready, we'll talk about it. We can't do this. We can't do that. And it's like, you shouldn't. Like, I don't think they should. Like, whoever is like, if they have an attorney, if they have a PR person, whatever is working with them, I don't think they should have gotten on the news because they weren't ready for that. And I think the media has a way of pulling people apart and depicting them a certain way. Mm -hmm. And people know that this, like story blew up and people are already in the comments like oh this is gonna be a Netflix movie like saying disgusting shit and saying and she's it, a new Jesse Smollett yeah like they were putting her picture next to stuff like that and it's like her parents are thinking about all that and then made the decision to go on the news I just some, wish somebody would have said let's not do this shit like the investigation is still pending all that kind of thing but I think that we have to we have to start protecting each other mm-hmm. like people are tearing her up in the comments the mama and the dad and the daughter and it's like Y'all, like, we have to protect each other because they're going to tear us apart. And y'all know who they are. So It's just horrible. So, we have to protect each other. But when I look at the comments, it's us mm-hmm. attacking her. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, we still have to protect each other. I'm saying the people in the comments are right. I'm saying they're wrong. No, well, no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, because, you know, there's there's already so much against black people mm-hmm. and there are there are white children people who go missing all the time and there's this outpour of sympathy and you know there's always like oh and and when they're found oh blessings and hallelujah and this that, and the other but as soon as a black person goes missing you know black people be like Mm-mm, something fishy i want to know what happened Crabs in a barrel, child. And and look, (laughs) at what point are we going to stop attacking ourselves? Um, I want to say this. I went to when I went home. um, We went to the plantation where they owned our family, Mm -hmm. and that was just. I never went because I never went. I get very emotional. This thing about all the, like, walking the same path where my like my ancestors got beat on and raped on, and I finally went. My cousin's like, I just want to go. I really think you should go because I never, I never went. And this being, this seeing how black people slept and how they strategically like put dark skins in certain area, mm. light skin in certain area, like that shit was well planned out, like. You think that because you was in, in a house, you was a cook, that you had it better in the field. They all went through their own trauma. That's different trauma. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. who wants to get raped every day versus get beat? Like, you can't compare the two. They, it both was bad. You know what I'm saying? And when I walked in, when I walked in the big house, is what they call it. I just felt like all the anger and rage, mm-hmm. like from the walls that 
Dwall has like seen and heard. Like I would just so I say to say like we have been mentally fucked for a long time, and like I we we have to do better with it. We have to do better. Stop being so put like just say you win something. Mm-hmm. First, it's all Black Lives Matter. We support you. Oh, but he's light skin brown. Oh, I'm light skin. Oh, you're dark skin. But like we depict each other so much. Like it's just it's it's nasty, and that bothers me. And that's why I don't have anybody praying for me. Because, bitch, I don't need you praying for me. You feel like that? Don't pray for me, ho. Don't (laughs) pray for me. I think the media just makes it way worse. The media makes it extremely worse. Social media, Mm -hmm. the news, everything makes it worse. Because, like you said, in social media, the comments are terrible. The comments on that, the comments on the gay marriage. like, And it's always Mm -hmm. black people, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's unfortunate because when you talk about things like gay marriage and black people are like, oh, this should be illegal. And it's like, bitch, do you not realize that if they take away gay rights, yours is next? Black people on the table next. Like, let's be clear. Child. But I won't go there, child. They're about to put us back in the box. Maybe I had to argue. I was arguing with a straight man the other day. I did not want to talk about this. I was arguing with a straight man on Instagram. <laughs> and he was talking about how... So you guys saw there is a young lady who was a Democrat. And she was in District 56 in Atlanta, which is Bankhead. Mm-hmm. And she flipped Republican because she said that her colleagues didn't support her. Because she wanted school choice. And school choice does not benefit African Americans. It doesn't. Because typically it's like a raffle program, things like that. Then you have to have the resources to get your child there. This straight man tried to argue with me about she's trying to protect our kids. And I was like broke it down to the statistics. And he was like, well, your fruity ass is just talking. I was like, girl, what's that got to do with anything, you dumbass bitch? I was so mad. But nonetheless, that's off topic. Go for it. <laughs> what is you? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead and take girl, it on. <laughs> Piss me off again. Okay. Situation with Shazam. Marco, happy birthday. That was a good topic. Thank you. Um, really want to keep. Ooh. Girl, they didn't got me hot and bothered them. Pissed me off. That man made me so mad because he didn't know what he was talking about. But situation with Shazam, always a topic that's a little spicy, something we can relate to, and it's going to be named after a song. So we're going to take it back, slow it down, a little R&B, Your Eyes Escape. Mm. Yeah, y'all know that one. Mm. Yes. Okay. I was listening to it on. on yeah. Um, yeah, he, he really had a little got hot and bothered about that man. It pissed me off. Okay. Anyways, so your eyes okay. escape. <laughs> <laughs> y'all know I be hot all the time. Your eyes escape. Eye contact during conversation. So the way I brought this up is because I was literally in the bar and this man. He like was trying to get my attention, but every time I wanted to go talk to him, he wouldn't look me in the eyes. And I was like, look me in the eyes. And my friends were like. I was like, y'all, that doesn't bother y'all. So how do y'all feel about like eye contact with strangers or when somebody's trying to talk to you or something like that? Because eye contact is important to me if somebody's trying to get to know me. Solomon, it's not fucking funny. I'm having a hot fight. <laughs> I am. Hey, but he liked the kind of girl. Oh. <laughs> I'm going. I talk, I paused on men a long time ago, y'all. I'm having that change. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm very much so like give me eye contact when we talk, bar, work. Even when we, you know, have our conversations here, because I think it's like a level of respect. Like, enjoy the conversation. If you're not liking it, just, you know, you can move to the left, to the left. No Beyonce, but um, always yeah. Beyonce, boo. Always. <laughs> True. Um, yeah, I'm very big on like eye contact, especially when it's like a serious conversation. You got. Five seconds, look me in the eye at a bar. Baby, after five, I'm either walking to you, you walking to me. I'm not going to be staring at you all day. This is not a fucking <laughs> staring contest. <laughs> like, that that's stupid to me. And then when you walk over, or they walk up, what's up? Hey. <laughs> what you in tonight? Out with friends. <laughs> like, bitch, what do you want? Talk to me. <laughs> Talk. Like, like, say what I'm saying. Miss Tall, what do you, I mean. My name is. <laughs> I would yes, like I to. live here. <laughs> I live down the street. So what, what do you plan on doing tonight? Because we can get there if you want to get. I'm sorry. The, I'm with you. We here. We here. We Come went on. really far there. Y'all went all the way down the street. <laughs> Depending on what bar we at. But I feel the same way. Like, if you, I don't like engaging in conversation with people at work or anything, and you're, like, looking down. That bothers me. My dad, I used to do that. I used to be that person who's like, look away. And my dad, like, stop doing that. And like, damn, dad, what I do? I just want to look in your eye. Like, <laughs> he was like, that makes you look, it makes you look cowardly. I'm like, as you get older, you're like, dad, that's true. Because we talk to somebody, it's a record, and they all like this. Like, yeah, you know, I feel the same way too. And, you know, you look weak. <laughs> Solomon, what about you? Um, I am. Big in eye contact. I love eye contact. Mm. Um, so, 
if I'm having a conversation. Doc the pimp. Uh, no, right? <laughs> he looked at me. I said, "Shit, Doc, doc the hot pepper." <laughs> yes, Marco. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're on fire today. I like it. I like but, it. <laughs> so when you when you first brought this up, I was so I'm really big into eye contact, especially like if I'm presenting or if I'm just having a casual conversation. Um, I want to be engaged with yeah. the person, right? Um, I'm also the same way when it comes to like black people, strangers out in the street. Mm-hmm. And so if I walk past you, I'm going to look you in the eye. I'm going to give you a head nod. I'm going to acknowledge you. Mm-hmm. One of my biggest things is like, I think so many people, but especially black people, walk through this world feeling invisible. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point in their lives, it doesn't have to be all the time, but at some point in their lives. And I, I feel like if I just walk through, if we come into contact, and I acknowledge you. At least you felt seen for a second. Um, oh, that was and, good. And then <laughs> <laughs> when I saw I, when I saw your eyes escape, and I was like eye contact. I was like, oh, we talking about eye contact during sex? Oh no, because I wanted it to be like just general eye contact. Because if it was eye contact during well, sex, I was gonna name it. Look back at it, Trina. Oh. Good one. Yes. yes. You know, I love a good song. <laughs> I got an ass so big like <laughs> the sun. <laughs> For the I wanna run. run. Slap, Slap it in, in my face. face. Shove, Shove it down, down my throat. Why you playing? I can make this pussy smoke. I know how to fuck. Okay. I know how to no. ride. <laughs> I can spin around and keep it still <laughs> inside. Now your mouth wide. Looking real scared. I'm a man eating head on I'm prepared. Yeah, you are now. Yes. How do you like it? Yes. <laughs> that is my answer. Yes. So even in outside of sex, like business conversations, regular things, mm-hmm. everybody's already made sure that they like eye contact. Do you think like does it make people uncomfortable? Because yes. there are some people that do not like to look in eyes. Like that man at the bar, he bought me a drink, was talking to me, all this other stuff, and he would not look me in the eyes. He would be looking behind me or looking to the side. And I'm just like, girl, like, are you okay? Or is the <laughs> are the lights on up there? Like, what's going on? What are you on? I would have walked away. <laughs> well, Thank you so much for. I, I was about to say he got walking away nowhere. So my manager at work, when I was going to say my man, I was just like, oh, <laughs> no, 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 manager. Um, like whenever we have like our one on ones, our monthly reviews or whatever, the young lady does not look me in the eyes whatsoever, and I'm sitting like this, like making sure, like no, 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 like you can follow me, but she's also a YT type of individual and I'm always giving her what it is because you're not about to um, come at me in this one-on-one. I love my one-on-ones, man. I be prepared. I have my notes and everything, okay? (laughs) You you felt, no, bitch, I actually succeeded. (laughs) Look at page two. (laughs) Reference 1A. I was going to say, box B. (laughs) So, like, you kind of just said it. Does it make you, like, lose trust for people if they won't look you in the eyes? For me, personally, if someone can't look me in the eyes when they're talking to me, I think you're lying to me. What's going on? Especially if you're one of my friends or you're, like, somebody I'm, like, dating. If you can't look me in the eyes and I'm an Aries, I'm only asking questions I don't know the answer to. So you better look me in my fucking eyes. Ooh, it depends. Like, if we having, like, a phone conversation, that's one thing. But if we are having, like, a serious conversation where it needs contact, okay. But, like, if we just kiki in and ha ha like I don't require if it's Kiki and a hot hind for me still if we sitting on the couch or we sitting at a table like this Kiki and over champagne look me in the eyes yeah mm. like I don't I don't understand how can you talk I'm not over here I'm right here who's over there <laughs> bitch it's a ghost <laughs> it's a cat. you said Casper <laughs> <laughs> like, girl who you looking at you got me scared bitch is something behind me and it's not you don't, even if you don't look me in my eyes make me believe that you look at me in my eyes okay. like there's a lot of tricks to like look at somebody's forehead or like look at like you can look at something look else at that note. makes them feel like girl makes them feel like <laughs> Siri was talking she was trying to look me in my eyes but there's <laughs> <laughs> other things you can do to make people think that you're looking in their eyes so it really drives me wild mm. but 
why do y'all think people shy away from eye contact besides being like uncomfortable with it? Like, what would you say are reasonings that you, if someone like doesn't do it? I say they're nervous. Yeah. Okay. I think it's a confidence thing. I think, I think it's a confidence thing. I think eyes. people who um, engage in eye contact can be a little bit more um, dominant. Mm-hmm. And like, if you <laughs> stare at somebody in the eyes for a. Are you okay? Yeah. No, his mind's in the gutter. Pick it up. It pick it up. So if you stare at somebody in the eyes and and you're like locked in and you're engaged, it's it's kind of like you know playing chicken, right? And so like the first person who breaks away, you kind of lose. Mm. The only time I don't like eye contact is if I'm in the gym. If somebody looks me in the eyes in the gym, I'm like, this is very weird. And it feels like you're well, like being nasty with me. I agree. If you're cute, you can't be nasty mm-hmm. with me. If I, no, if, <laughs> I'm, if I'm sitting Do the somewhere in the gym. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. That was not a squat. That was a ride. Okay, that was a pose. <laughs> <laughs> you well, better not a pose. It, it was. It was just a... <laughs> It was a that wasn't a I don't know what the my, mm. my, my business. You know what that was. You know mm. when you hold a dumbbell, you go. Oh yeah, I know the dumbbells. Yeah, you right. <laughs> that I'm ain't my, no way I'm I'm Simon, that's how you do your squats. If that's what you call it. <laughs> Baby, that ain't how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's all I want to talk about was just eye contact. I think that it really like it drove me up a wall. See, this is why I'm paused on men because the the last two conversations I had, the men didn't drove me up a wall. The man on Instagram and the man at the bar. Paused. So did y'all swipe numbers? Swipe no, numbers? you can't look in my eyes. You're you're scary. <laughs> Thank you for the drink, sweetie. Bye. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> See ya. See next time. Let's go find my girls. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they got drinks too. Oh. Well, mm-hmm. bitch. Oh, everybody <laughs> drinks. <laughs> I, no, that's un, that's come on, y'all. That's a rule. Like you if a dude buy you a drink, and you, you buy me friends. and my yes. friends drinks. And if I'll he don't, it. oh please. If he don't, no, baby. no, bye. You ain't make the cut, sis. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's like a pressure test. Like you gotta, you just gonna be like, oh, okay, I'm with no, I'm not go. You not buying no drink for these hoes. If it's twelve of my friends with me, no. But if I'm with like two or three of my homeboys, I'm two no. or like two or three. Cause you want yes. me. <laughs> I don't need you adding all of my friends. Add you. Are you, you serious? You free game right there, so I can't get no, mad. No, that bitch. doesn't make you free game. You get my drink to here. You could buy a drink here with Marco. Did you go to Marco? I'm like, bitch. No, but it's not. It's not like a oh Marco. Like my friends are asking for drinks. It's just I'm be like, oh, I'm with my homeboy. Like, yes, you're gonna get him a drink. <laughs> I'll like, can I get two tequila and pineapple. I'll be please? like, no. <laughs> I said, what do you want? Like, Child. Now we can take this shot I, and you can leave. Yeah. I wish a nigga would. <laughs> We gonna hmm. test this theory tonight. Okay. <laughs> if y'all if, if y'all are with me, I bet you your drinks will get paid for. Look, what did well, New York say? Look. look at the material. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> material girl. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. <laughs> I wish my chair would have spun all the way around. <laughs> Ooh, y'all are petty. Ooh, oh, girl. Mm. Oh, I need a refill. Yeah, it's not. Uh-uh. Well, here, Paul, you're in uh, trouble. Yeah, promo on trouble. Is that, is that a southern thing? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Now you're talking about, oh, I need a refill, and then you go to pour his first. That's if I stop. <laughs> All right, so I hate to shift gears a little bit, um, but, you know, I think going back to what Shazam was saying um, a little while ago, July has just been a rough month. And um, some of us have really just been through it. Um, so I told you when we were starting that my week has been up and down. So it started with the Erykah Badu concert, and it was absolutely fucking amazing. It was like being in an arena full of like my tribe. And I felt very energetic, and I felt absolutely amazing. And then Sunday I get this call that one of my guy babies had died. Mm. And so, um, oh. you know... The previous mm. week, or I think it was the previous week, you know, I was here, we were celebrating, I was celebrating the birth of a godchild. Mm-hmm. And then I just get this news that another one passed away. Um, and it's the same family. And so that's a lot, right? Um, and so, you know, I know that we have all experienced and are experiencing this grief. Um, and maybe the sense of mourning. Mm -hmm. And so I just wanted to check in with you all um, because, number one, I have to acknowledge that um, 
I've been going through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm typically the person who, like I told you guys before, like I push through um, or I busy myself with work. Um, I'm really good at being the patty from Why Did I Get Married, right? Mm. Um, but I'm not like in the background going batshit crazy. I'm not that person. I'm not locking myself in the house and crying and breaking shit. Um, but I do have my moments. And so, you know, let's have a conversation. I wanted to have a conversation about, like, how, how are we, how do we handle grief? This is an interesting topic. Um, as you all know, I had a friend pass away, like, two weeks ago at this point, two or three weeks ago. And... I can, I like, I feel like we're like kindred spirits. Like, I definitely agree. Like, I'm the patty. I'm like the strong friend. Like, oh, I'm gonna be okay. Like, da da da. But when I first got back, I was in Chicago when it happened. I got back to Atlanta, and like, anytime I was by myself, I would cry. And I was like, okay, like, this is not good. So then I was like, staying the night with friends. Like, it went like three or four days before I went home. Cause, and my mom texted me, and she was like, I've been watching your location. You haven't been home. I'm like, mom, every time I go home, I start crying. And finally, like, the day I went home, I had like a breakdown, like just in the bathroom about to get in the shower. And I was just like, this shit is real. Like, you know, so I think you have to like, for me personally, um, I think this like everyone deals with grief differently. But for me, I had to acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. And on top of acknowledging it, I had to sit in it. So I called my mom when I was crying and I was on FaceTime with my mom. And I probably cried on FaceTime, not saying a word for like 45 to minutes to an hour. And it was just like I had to sit in and acknowledge it because I was running around and doing everything else except for trying to recognize what had happened. So it like when it finally was time for me to be at home by myself and acknowledge it, I was like, wow, like this is real. Like you cannot you cannot hide what you're going through, you know, and it just made me realize, like, maybe you're not so good at grief as you think you are, you know. And um, yeah, I think for me, I just have to sit in it. I have to acknowledge it. And then depending on like what the person's faith is or like what the family desires mm. like for me I have to like sit in it acknowledge it and I almost have to make peace with it before I go to the services for me mm. that's just me personally <sighs> I have <laughs> two different grievances um, if it's su- if I it was expected mm-hmm. I miss you but like I had time to cry, get it out, yell, scream. So I had time to prepare, right? Like when my grandmother died, I knew she was going to die. So like I didn't cry as much at the funeral because I cried before it happened. But I knew it was gonna become a time I would never be able to touch you again, hug you again. So I handled grief better with it. But when it's unexpected, like my grandfather died, that killed me. You're angry you wish you could have done or said more, gave that last hug, gave that last kiss, um, wish a conversation could last it longer. You know, you might, wasn't that busy to talk when they wanted to call and talk to you. You have so many emotions running through your head. Um, it's hard. Mm-hmm. It's hard. You, you you really do. You feel guilty. Um, my papa damn near killed me. Like that death, it took me literally eight months to get over mm-hmm. it because it was just so unexpected and I just remember him I was at his house at my grandparents house he was like take my picture Taylor that's my nickname don't ask me why he said take my picture Taylor I'm like Papa you want to take a picture for my phone he like take my picture Taylor so he grabbed my phone he said how you do it <laughs> I said Papa you pressed the button he pressed it and I said my Papa knew something was going to happen to him and I look at that picture to this day, like I transferred from every phone. It was an iPhone eight, and every phone since then I just transferred the picture. I'm like my papa gave me. I try to think like that's like my goodbye present. Mm. Like he knew that he was going to go, and I'm like, you nigga. <laughs> you know, a lot of people say like the older folks know when they're about to leave, and they start getting their things in order, child. So for me. Um, <clears throat> So my grieving, my grieving process is a little bit different. So my mother um, is the only child, so I never had, like, aunties, uncles, like, cousins. Um, so all, all of them passed away early. So I'm experiencing, like, all my friends passing away. Yeah. Um, so which hits a little bit different. Um, 
But I don't do funerals very well. I like to cry in the shower. Um, so I feel like I feel the emotion, but like I don't want to see all the tears over my face, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, and I'll just like soak in a bathtub and just like go through it. And then like however long it takes me, I'll just get back up and just like get back to daily life. I wish I could do that, child. Yeah. I mean, my showers and baths ain't the easiest. Like, I be going through it, like, candles and incense and just, like, in my own space so much like you. But, like, when my friend, when I reach out to my friends, it's more so, like, okay, so I need help. I just want to stay the night. I don't want to talk about anything. Like, let's get some wine. Let's get some cheese and crackers. And, like, let's just, let me just be in your space versus mine. Mm -hmm. So... And, you know, I, I think this is a, an important topic because, you know, in the LGBT community, G, LGBTQ Two plus, plus community, um, you know, we often talk about um, there's, there's this, like, ageism mm -hmm. that, ha that happens, right? But as you get older, you start to experience more grief. You start to see more and more people that you know pass away. And with the natural order of things, you know, we, we lose our parents mm -hmm. and um, maybe we lose our friends. And if you're lucky enough to get to your 40s and your 50s and your 60s and your 70s, you're going to experience these things. And so um, I don't know if that's something that we actually value as much as we probably should. And, you know... It's interesting because you um, this was this was a topic that we've been talking we've been wanting to have for a, a while and you know it's one that you brought up and you know today's your birthday and then we've had these these recent experiences um, but do we are we valuing the relationships and the life that we're living as they are right now? And I, and I ask that because, you know, I'm 41 and I'm already having these conversations with my parents. My parents were like, well, my mom is like in the bottom drawer. This is the outfit that I want to be buried in. And, you know, these are all of the arrangements. And this is the, my last will and testament. And my dad is like, well, this is what, what I want with the, to happen with all the assets and this, that and the other. And then I'm, I'm just like, I mean, we've been having these conversations for a while. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, I'm going to have to, like, take these conversations seriously. And then I'm also noticing, like, my mom sent me this text message today. And, like, she, ha she has these beautiful um, Asian style. I don't want to call them oriental, but these Asian style. But I think that is actually the, the phrase. These um, tables. But she has them hanging on, the, on her wall. There's these big brass tables. And she sends me a picture. She's like, do you want them? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then maybe a few months ago, she was like, oh, do you want this trunk that has been in our family since forever? And I'm just like, absolutely. You're not going <laughs> to give them the goodwill or anything. And I'm, now I'm just like, <clears throat> are you cleaning house? Mm. Woman, what you doing? Um, and so, like, these are, like, these are some real thoughts and these real conversations. Uh, so mm -hmm. like, Those combos hurt. It hurts yes. like hell. Those combos hurt so bad. I um I'm 31, so 10 years younger. But like I remember my mom like sitting. I have a sister that's older than me, and my mom sitting us down and she just saying like, "Okay, um, I want to talk to y'all about something." We're like, "Okay, girl." Like we laughing, like mm -hmm. going, and she's like, "Okay, here's this," and like pulls out like insurance policies, and, like all these different things that are pertaining to like her assets and things like that. First, I'm like, "Okay, girl, you pay." But secondly, I'm like. <laughs> okay, like, in my mind, I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, it scared mm -hmm. me. I started crying. I am emotional. And my mom was like, why are you crying? And I'm like, mom, because why are you doing this? And she's like, because people are dying every day. You don't know why people are dying. She was, she, my mom is older. She's not that old, but she's always been to church. And she was just like, people dying, they never died before. So she said that, and we started laughing. But she just said, I don't want you guys to ever be in a situation where something happens to me and you don't know where anything's at. Right. That's so Because true. there are so many, like, African-Americans who don't have life insurance. They don't have wills. They have all these different things going on. And when people die, 
Like when somebody dies, they're leaving their kids and their family with bills. And my mom's exact words were like, I don't want to leave y'all with bills. I don't leave y'all with stress. Like this is how I want everything. You know what I mean? So I think those conversations do hurt, but they are important to the black community because a lot of people like probably could have saved themselves some stress and saved their family some stress had they had these conversations and had these things mm-hmm. in order. We're already going to be grieving about someone's passing. So now true. I got to worry about if like I'm going to have to pay for the funeral or if Aunt Jackie that we never talked to going to have to do- like we don't want to have to worry about all that. I don't have an Aunt Jackie, but I'm just saying like <laughs> you have you don't want to want nobody to worry about that. So those conversations are hard, but like kudos to people and like the older aunties and uncles that are having those conversations with younger individuals and hopefully it inspires like younger individuals to think like do I have life insurance? Do I have this? Do I have all my stuff in order? Because you never know what could happen. Mm. First one says, everyone, whoever is listening, get a life insurance policy. Mm -hmm. That's number one. Period. People dying, like, literally every day. Every freaking second. Secondly, I appreciate when my grandmother, before she passed away, she had all her kids come in and made us videotape it about what each person got what. Mm. Because, like Suzanne said, you already grieving. You yeah. already are going through so much. So, have to plan a funeral, have to find money, have to do that. That is a lot of fucking. Like, I had to, I had to plan my pop funeral because my dad was like this, not mentally there, and my grandmother was mentally there, and my uncle is just a piece of shit. He don't do shit anyway. So, I'm trying to grieve and bury him. And then, on top of that, I don't have time to grieve because I have to be strong. Because if I don't do it, it's nobody's going to do it. I had to call his cousin. Where did my papa go to school at? Where, like, what did he do? What, like, this, you know, this, that's a lot. So when you have something that's kind of like not dumb, like pre-planned, I would wish how my grandma went out, how my papa would have had something least done or written. Because planning a funeral is not easy. Yeah, I don't think there's anything worse than, like, grieving and, on top of that, having to figure it out. Mm-hmm. And then, let's be very honest. We see it in movies where people, like, I, 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 like argue about assets. That mm-hmm. shit really happens. I've had people, oh, like, does. friends tell me, like, they're arguing about this. And it's just, like, somebody's dead. And y'all arguing about who finna get the house? Like, what? Like, to me, that is so, like, that is dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, somebody has <laughs> lost their life, somebody has died, and we over here arguing about... Oh well, what are we gonna do? Who, who gonna get the house? Who gonna, like what? Like this is why I urge people to do life planning. Like and so we, when it's all over, yeah. So when it's all over, we know who getting the house. We know who's doing this because that extra stress and then family members bickering for years about like not getting something or because somebody else, like that shit is dumb. That's so stupid. I don't it's, like it. It's sad. When my great grandfather died, my great grandmother was still alive. The baby boy came and took the boat. Mm. The next day. Literally, next day, took the boat. Granddad was like, "Did somebody go fishing?" Because that's what we did. <laughs> and she was like, "We like she literally called around like every child. Did so and so go get the boat? Come to find out, my uncle took it. And like that was a big like it was like it was like fist on. It was bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, "Well, Daddy said I can get the boat." And everybody was like, "Well." Daddy ain't wrote that. <laughs> like, bitch, he just died, literally. He ain't been dead 14 hours. Here you come. <laughs> took the boat. Just take it Hooked shit. it up to the car and left. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Grand-grand was like, baby, did anybody come get the boat? <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. It's funny not that. Funny. It wasn't funny because she was having a panic attack. And she was right, like, because she like, where my husband boat? Like, Oh, but Jesus. did y'all see in the news where like Aretha Franklin's kids like mm. there was a she had like a will and one will it said like they had to go and take business classes to get to her money and then they found like a napkin or something in the couch that said like oh they can have the money and now like they had to go to court and a jury was looking at both documents to see which one they're gonna honor as the will will in a state planning is so important like mm-hmm. mm. no that's not our topic but well we do better. I mean it kind of is because so you know, we we're having this conversation about people coming in, taking stuff, and feeling mm-hmm. like they're entitled to certain things. But at the same time, like when when you lose someone, well, when someone dies, because you don't lose them. It's not like they're a set of keys. But when someone dies, do you have what you need? Like, do you do you have the support that you need? And I think that's a a really good question because so. I was having my little brother called me and he was telling me um, that his child died and 
I've been counseling for 12 years. And in the moment, I was just like, fuck, what do I do? And, like, I didn't have the words and I didn't have anything. And so I was just like, and, of course, you know, I'm just like, I'll just be here. And for me, that was enough. And hopefully that was enough for him. Um, But at the same time, it was just like, there is nothing to do. And, like, I had to acknowledge for myself um, because, you know, I don't, I think there are, ways to cope and for me in this moment this is like when the rubber meets the road like you can go to school for counseling you can learn all the tricks of the trade you can learn how to cope but then it's when it happens um are you true to like do you walk the talk and like i had to acknowledge that shit i'm first thing i did was like text my best friend was like hey this is what's going on text some um some other friends were just like just letting y'all know that this is what's going on um and then like i take my moments i honor like when i feel anything whether it's confusion i'm angry i'm just exhausted i just honor it um and then when i just don't have it i'm just like i don't know i don't have it and then i had those moments when you know whether I'm in the shower or I'm just in a in the car and I'm just like, oh, here's a tear. Here's a stream of tears. Shit, I'm fucking crying. <laughs> um, and so I also acknowledge that, you know, this is the inevitable. Everybody's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Unless you come, you know, Jesus come back when you're alive. Wait, what? I'll be up in a rapture. <laughs> come on, caught up in the rapture of love. <laughs> I would say, like, to, I know we're getting to the end of the combo, but mm. I will say that I think when you know someone's experiencing grief, I think you have to be you have to be strategic and check on them. You have to mm. check on your friends. And being myself, like being the strong friend who's normally checking on people, strong folks, we have to learn to say that okay, I'm not okay. Because yeah. I was very okay with saying like, oh, I'm fine, I'm good, but mm. really, I'm like. No, I'm not okay. And my best friend, she literally told me, like, I was texting her. She was with me in Chicago when I got the news. And she was like, you know it's okay to say, like, you're not okay. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, shit, because I've been telling everybody, like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. And I wasn't. So I think we just all have to, like, do a better job coping. Well, like, not coping. I'm reading the notes. You have to do better. (laughs) Do better checking on each other. And then do better with being honest with your friends. Because a lot of times we don't want to display our action, display our emotions. And it's like sometimes you just have to say it and get it off your chest. Yeah, because honestly, last week when we met, it was last week, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it was last week mm-hmm. when we met, and you came in, you were hoarse, and I was like, because yeah. because I, I sent you a text message afterwards and was like, you know, I didn't want to do this before the show, but I just want to check on you. <laughs> that we met on a Wednesday, so that was no, we didn't meet on. We Wednesday. met on Monday. On a Monday. Monday, yeah. So I was hoarse because I hadn't been home and I've been out in the streets, running the streets, mm-hmm. trying to fight, figure out like, okay, I don't want to talk about it. But then the next day when I finally went home after the 4th of July, I was like, mm, yep, there it is. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I would say this. When my cousin passed away from cancer, there was a preacher was up there saying, it's okay to pause. Mm-hmm. And I will acknowledge everyone, it's okay to pause and acknowledge what's going on, mm-hmm. acknowledge your grievance, and acknowledge that you're not okay. But don't stop. Because... Mm-hmm. Your family wants you. Your best friend wants you to stop. Your mom, your dad, whoever is that person that left your life, that wants you to keep living. Mm-hmm. One thing I have learned: the world's going. When my grandfather died, they didn't give a damn. My bill was still due. It was still due. They were like, "Bitch, you gotta pay ninety nine dollars." And I'm like, "Bitch, my grandfather's died." They like, "I don't give a fuck." So, like, <laughs> sorry to hear that. Ninety nine dollars, please, sir. So like, you just Cash have to like, it's okay to pause, but. Just don't stop. I'm gonna leave it with that. I just want to say, um, re-saying everything that y'all said. Like it's okay not to be okay. Um, I've recently got got into that mode of letting my best friends, close friends, family, let them know that I'm not okay. And you know, I'm looked at as like the turn up person, always outside. You know, like to dance, and you know, so like. When they call me, they'd be like, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm okay. Why are you reaching out? <laughs> but, like, also me just being like, well, this is a vulnerable space. Like, if you're not okay, Marco, it's okay just to say that. 
And if you want to talk about it, okay, let's talk about it. But, you know, just know that you have people in your circle. So everybody that's watching, make sure you reach out to your friends, your family, whoever is your strong support system. And to close this out, um, so I do want to salute. Happy birthday. Thank you. As we um, as we close this topic about grief, um, I want to acknowledge that it is important to celebrate life. And so I just want to say that I appreciate all of you mm -hmm. for how you show up in my life. And um, I look forward to many more. Amen. <laughs> And when you're not here, just pull one for the home. Okay. Pull it up. <laughs> don't pull it up. No, don't pull it on me. My cat's going to be solid gold, baby. Don't pull it up. No, like, this way he want it. <laughs> Child, throw some Carter around my head. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes. Okay, guys. We are left on red. Um, so it's going to be really, really quick. Um, how you can um, send us letters. We invite you to send us letters. Join the conversation. And get advice. So... You can do that by going to our Gmail at oblitchpodcast at gmail.com or you go to our website at oblitchpodcast.com. The letter. <laughs> Oblitch Podcast. I just want to say thank you for providing a voice to everyone. You guys keep me well informed and laughing at the same damn time. Well, I am a black man with a very successful career. Yes. I recently moved from Atlanta, Georgia to Memphis, Tennessee. Mm. I joined the church. I joined a church there to only be asked to leave because of my homosexuality. Lord. Damn. I thought it was a joke because God because the God right. I serve loves everyone. <laughs> Keep reading Rodney. I also get ten percent of my earnings and a love offer to the pastor. Mm -mm. I don't see homosexuality as a sin. Just because you see my sin, it's others who sin in church as well. Why does the church feel like they are over God? Do you think it's okay for a church to ask you not to come and worship in a place that was built for God? <sighs> I feel like I'm always We're doing the first communion to talk on right this, now. <laughs> I'm always the first to talk on left on red. I know the followers probably like Shazam, shut the fuck up. But <laughs> oh, first oh and foremost, God. congratulations on being a successful black man who probably makes more than the pastor at the church. Mm -hmm. Um secondly, <laughs> right. <laughs> Shout out for you um, following the commands of the Lord and giving 10% of your earnings as yes, your tithes. I definitely appreciate that and I respect you for that. Um, find a church where you're comfortable. Mm -hmm. Not going to drag any churches or anything like that, but I think that um, the church is starting to become empty because of certain topics and certain things that they say and trying to rank sin. People want to rank sin as homosexuality, but then you have somebody who's in the pulpit who is um, beating their wife. I don't know. I'm just throwing something out there. But it's just simple that it's like we can't rank sin. God really loves everybody, and God loves my gay ass, and he loves your gay ass too. So if find a church where you're comfortable. I hate that this happened to you because a lot of people experience church hurt like this, and then they lose their relationship with God when really it's about the relationship and not all this religious red pews, red hymn book type stuff. But I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to say this. God made <laughs> you and knew who you were and know every action you're going to do before you even make it. So if you serve a God like that, I don't see God putting all this turmoil on your life for no reason. With that being said, I don't believe gay is being a sin. Um, find your church that who will accept you. And if you don't, just be okay with making your own church and mm. reading the Bible for yourself and knowing, knowing the word for yourself. Because I will tell you this, the yes. devil can't bless you, however, comma. God been good in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm going to leave it at that. You are okay to be okay, and you are perfect with who you are. <laughs> what you said was a word. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I would say um, find a church that you feel comfortable at. Um, I personally do not go to church, but I am spiritual. Um, I watch church sermons from my home on YouTube because um, that's my space um, just because of instances like this. Um, yeah. Just find find a church that accepts you, that approves of you, that wants to love you and pour into you. Yeah. I um, 
take your time, Bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go over two minutes. <laughs> so my thing is, um, I have a couple of things. So you moved from Atlanta, Georgia to Memphis, Tennessee. Right. Oh. You knew what it is. You, you knew what it was. <laughs> oh, wait. I thought it said Memphis to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. You, you knew what it was. Um, and so I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying this mm-hmm. is this is what to it this is what it is to expect. Um, is it like this everywhere? No, but do how do I want to say this? It would be important, and this is for anybody. I don't because you know I don't give advice. It would be important to be aware of how you spend your energy. And if you are going to spend your energy asking questions about why this person doesn't accept me as opposed to where can I be accepted, you're wasting your energy. Mm. And also, you know, just a, a quick plug, you can come worship with Open Relationship Podcast and spend your 10% here. You mm. show sure can. Yes, you sure can. can. It's a god in me. It's a god in me. That's why I said you can come worship with Open Relationship Podcast. This is communion, and not communion. Open Relationship Podcast. Right. Yes. However, you know, because I am mm. a, a God-loving individual. And with that being said, I, I love and accept all people. I see people with their faults. I see people in all of the glory. And that is who, if you're looking for a church, if you're looking for any kind of religious organization, if you're looking for friendships, if you're looking for an intimate partner relationship, these are the things that you should be looking for. You should Mm -hmm. go where you are accepted. Not tolerated, Lord. Exactly. And it's just you're, you're wasting energy wondering why this person doesn't accept me as opposed to where can I go and be accepted. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Opener. I hope that helps you and yes. you are loved. Yeah. Hey. It can rain what on me, that? all right, baby. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which kind of rain? <laughs> well, we already know. <laughs> he told us last week. But all right. Ooh, you, you, <laughs> did. you did. You did. Oh, you did. did. Now you, you wait just one second. You you Hold on, sis. Let's be. They can follow me. Hundreds. <laughs> Benjamins. Franklin. Semen. Oh, it's semen too. All right, I'm going to own it. All right, openers. Thank you for coming and joining the four of us as we swallow hard topics and spit difference of opinions. See you next week. And... <laughs>